So there's a specific technique that's called progressions in astrology, and it allows us to see your internal evolution. So catch this. In your internal evolution, you have moon, Venus, Mercury, sun in Gemini. So whereas you may have been more Taurus before, you are like definitely Gemini now. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm always like, even like hearing you on your podcast and like when we speak on the phone, I'm like, wow, like Gemini. Wow. But yeah. So everybody who's a Taurus will eventually become a Gemini son. Welcome to The Safe Haven. I'm your host, Amanda Lytle. The Safe Haven offers a collection of conversations about life's challenges and the pivots we make in order to keep moving forward. As I evolve and expand as a person and a podcast host, I have learned that creating a safe space is nearly impossible. I don't know what topics or stories may trigger my listeners, but I hold space with love and intention and honor the bravery that it takes not only to share, but to listen to the stories of others. Thank you so much for being here. I would like to begin this podcast by acknowledging that I am recording from the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territories of the Interior Salish people, in particular, the Sinaiaxt, on whose territory I work and live. The Safe Haven has shapeshifted into a bi-weekly release, with alternating bi-weekly releases of a segment called Road Trip, where Jennifer Porter and I have the kinds of conversations you'd have with a bestie on a road trip. Don't worry, friends. We've got the Bluetooth speaker hooked up just in time for my friend Alex Albert's phone call to come in. Great timing, considering Jen and I were just talking about our shared love and interest of all things astrology. Alex tells us about our individual birth charts and what different things are going on for Jen and I in our worlds. We talk about a super rare series of events that are going to be happening in April. I just cannot wait for you to hear this conversation. It is fun. It's dynamic. It's informative and insightful. If you have any questions that come up about your own readings or sun, moon, and rising signs, write them down and send them in either directly to me via email or Instagram or directly to Alex. We'll have Alex call back one day soon when we're on the road to answer them for us as we drive. Before we jump into today's drive, I wanted to remind you how much we would love it if you were able to follow the Safe Haven podcast on your podcast app. Leaving a rating or writing a written review helps us reach more people and show other listeners and podcasters that we're legit. Every single one helps, so if you haven't done so yet, we'd be so appreciative if you did. Here we go. Hello, road trip friends. I'm Jen. And I'm Amanda. And we're two adventurous souls with a huge passion for travel and chasing the unordinary. You know those podcasts that you listen to that you feel like you're hanging out on the couch with a friend or on a long road trip chatting with your bestie? That's what we've created and we want you to come along for the ride. Sometimes it'll just be us, and other times we'll pick up a friend along the way for some additional insights. In each road trip episode, we'll be sharing a variety of insights and perspectives, lessons, and memories from our lives. Sometimes we may cry, but we will laugh way more, honoring every emotion that comes up authentically. That is what road trips with your besties are for. So grab a snack, pop in those earbuds, and buckle up. I'm driving today because I don't have the patience to try and hook up this Bluetooth speaker on the dashboard or put it somewhere because, you know, on these long road trips, we kind of need music sometimes. Yeah, I know. And the old stereo cracked out. So, okay. I have a suction cup and duct tape. I think we'll be able to MacGyver something. (laughs) Why the hell do you have a a suction cup and duct tape? 
Sometimes Why? I'm in a rush. I just take everything off my table and slide it into my bag and throw it in the back of the car. And here we go. So we end up with like a Mary Poppins bag. That sounds like it. The suction cup thing actually sounds like one of the things that you stick on a window and then hang like stained glass from it. Yeah, I think that that was like my plan. It was on my desk before we left. And I was just like, we got to get in the car and go. Mm. So I just threw everything in the bag and we have a suction cup and some duct tape. So I'll MacGyver something. You keep your eyes on the road. Okay. We'll sort this out. Thank you. That's actually super, super helpful. Um, I was thinking about our last van chats, actually, and I was thinking just about friendship so much and how appreciative I am and how grateful I am for your Mary Poppins bag, obviously helping me all the time with snacks, but just like how grateful I am to have reconnected with you. And yeah, I've been feeling a little bit sentimental, but the reason I wanted to bring that up is because I also wanted to address that through like my friendship with Krista over the last year and a bit and with you and with Emily, you know, those friends that you can just pick up the phone or see on the street or whatever, and you just pick up where you left off. Totally. Love those friends. They're actually the best. They're the best. Yeah. They don't require a lot of maintenance. No. So something that you and I had actually talked outside of the van that we talked about was evolving friendships. Oh, yeah. Right? And that it's okay for friendships to fade. Like, why do we cling? It's awkward because we don't, we break up with partners and, you know, like we're not really taught how to do that, but mm. it just happens. But it's really strange breaking up with a friend. Mm -hmm. And it's like, for no better reason than you don't really serve me anymore. No. And it sounds like a bit of an asshole statement, but friends... You, there's a give and a take mm -hmm. and not always am like for me going to be able to give, give, give to you. And are you going to be able to give, give to me? But like, there's a mutual understanding there. Mm -hmm. You're like very patient with me while I'm living this lodge life of, you know, connecting when we can and things like that. But every conversation or every time we get to speak, I think we serve each other and that, you know, keeps our friendship going. Yeah. No, I agree completely. I also think it's it has to be two-way, right? Like it has to be a mutual two-way appreciation and respect for it and understanding. And I think like we, we talked a lot about compassion, but also just the compassion and understanding when the world is a shit show. Actually, my new word for it is not a shit show. It's a shit storm. Oh, it's a shit storm. <laughs> it's, it's like a storm. We're all in the same storm, but we're all in our own individual boat mm -hmm. because everybody's navigating the storm differently. We can't all be in the same boat. Mm -hmm. Do you imagine oh. we were all in the same boat? No, I would hate that. That would be wild. That'd be worse than Life of Pi. What kind of boat are you riding in? Hmm. Well, I'm riding in a little dinghy. It's got two oars. Gets kind of wet sometimes. Yeah. Don't have a bilge pump. <laughs> oh, no bilge. It's all a bucket. Yep, a bailing bucket. Yeah, I'd like to upgrade to a sailboat one day. That's nice. I don't know how to sail a boat. We can make that happen. My dad's a pretty good sailor. Really? My dad was a sailor too. Yeah. My mom and dad. Yeah. My mom. That's how they met. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I love knowing that. Oh, hold on. Wait, just one second. My phone's ringing. Just hold on. Oh, we have a call. Oh, the Bluetooth is working. Did you hooked it up. Okay, ready? It's going to actually come through. I hooked it up. Oh my gosh, it's Alex. <gasps> my astrologer friend, Alex. Alex Hi. is on the line. Yes, oh, Alex, great. you're on Bluetooth Hello. speaker. I hope that that's okay. Yeah, for sure. Are you in the van? Yeah, we're driving. Oh my gosh, what a surprise. How are you? Good, good. We were just chatting about you. Oh yeah, what were you saying? 
Well, I've just always heard about Amanda's friend, Alex, who's the astrologer. So I just know Alex as the astrologer. I hope good things. Oh, all good things. (laughs) All good. All good. Well, Jen and I have always, we often talk about, you know, how we feel planetary energies and we talk a lot about the moon and different cycle things. So anytime that I've had a chat with you, I'll, I just kind of tell Jen a little bit about it, but I'm so happy that this, you kind of get to meet via phone call. Yes. Yeah. Listen, I have your birth information uh, because Amanda and I were really curious about your compatibility on the podcast. So I actually know a lot about you and I listened to uh, previous podcast episodes too. So, oh, so you know me. <laughs> I wouldn't so say you, I know you completely. I know you're a Gemini, a real yeah. Gemini too. And when, <laughs> when my world is astray, I'm like, oh, Mercury's probably in retrograde. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you're really attuned to the Mercury realms, right? You actually have Mercury in Gemini. Yeah, um, it's my ruling planet, is it not? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, we can go into so much more depth. But I want to check in. Are you like open to that right now? Like, oh my gosh, about- we're just driving. I'm stoked about this. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're we're in for a long drive. We are currently going through the Rockies. We're okay. on a little road trip. Yeah, I'm on my week off. So Amanda and I are road tripping this week. Yeah. Well, you know what? This works out because I was actually talking, I was calling Amanda to talk about astrology. So I, you know, I'm always in for that. Oh, well, I'm always timing. in for it. Amanda's driving today, so I had to MacGyver this Bluetooth speaker with a (laughs) suction cup and duct tape. So we're oh, ready. Wow. Which we're just apparently in her bag. No big deal. Oh, carry around a bit of a Mary Poppins bag. This was just divine timing then. Divine timing. Yeah, it was. We've been using that phrase a lot, Amanda. Divine Divine timing. timing. And trust, Al, I added, remember how I told you that my word for 2022 was expansion? I have added two more. Trust Mm -hmm. and surrender. Oh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like really special for what's going on for you astrologically. But how about we just start with Jen's rising sign? Because Jen, you're like, (laughs) you're like, Jen, you're saying how you're like traveling right now and on vacation. And I think it's really interesting that you have Sagittarius rising. Sagittarius is like, yeah. Were you born at 7, 19 p.m. on June 11th, 1989? 88. Yeah. So my mother tells me, I don't remember the exact moment, June the 11th, (laughs) but my mom tells me this. So we'll go with it. Okay. So yeah, Sagittarius rising typically presents as like the traveler, the person with like wide experiences. And so often is like quick humor and like a lot of flair and someone who is, has like a lot of spirit. Like, so you definitely have like an expansive persona. Like the rising sign is how you present yourself in new situation and like your mask, how you enter. Mm. Um, so I, I feel that from you. How does that resonate with you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I feel it. Yeah. Especially where I've been at for the last couple of months. I'm like all over the map, quite literally. Mm-hmm. Has that been like a forever thing? Like, are you always all over the map? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, probably most of my adult life. Like I remember when I was in college. And I was like, oh gosh, I'm like, what am I going to do in September? I don't have school to go to. And then I moved to Australia. And kind of since then, I mean, I moved home from Australia and three months later I moved to Banff. And then I was like in Lake Louis. Like, yeah, I've kind of just lived between for the last 
11 years. I've lived between the Rockies, the West Coast. I did a brief stint in Ontario. And now I vacation every two weeks. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. That's I'm amazing. on vacation right now. Yeah. So, mm. yes, I, I would say that, that that seems fitting. Hey, Amanda, you yeah. know me too. Oh, but I also picked out the the flair and the spirited part. I was like, um, yeah, that's definitely you too. Like the generosity of spirit. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, generosity yeah. of spirit. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I have. I've, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I'm pretty complex. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all are. We're human beings, right? You're not just Sagittarius rising. No, you I've have, got a lot of Gemini too. Oh yeah, you have a lot of Gemini, and so does Amanda. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So if we want to go into your Gemini Sun, oh yeah, yeah, the Sun sign is like the core of who you are. It's like who you think you are. It's like your ego. Okay, so if okay. you think of if you think of like the Sun and how it's like life giving, gives us warmth and energy. That's kind of how our Sun signs work. So like sun sign Gemini's need a lot of stimulation. They're like the communicators of the, of the, the Zodiac really oh, curious, yeah. but for you, you have extra points on Gemini because you have Venus and Mercury in Gemini. That's literally exactly in the same position as your son, wow. which is very interesting because Venus is the ruler of love. Yes. And yeah, that's interesting in its own <laughs> Yeah. So the key to your heart, actually, both you and Amanda, you both have Mercury and Venus and Gemini. Key to your really? heart. Like when you, yeah. I actually feel so much of the Gemini energy from you, Amanda. It's mm. like wild. Hmm. Um, and there's like more reasons to that. And like that I can share with you if you want. But just to go back, like with Venus is like the key to your heart is like that mental like novelty and like stimulating conversation and like learning and the novelty and the, like the changes. So I don't know if this is fair to say that, like, especially like Gemini, Venus and Gemini can get bored pretty easily. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> so, hey, like for you, like you have like that extra Gemini energy because you have Venus and Mercury on your sun, right? It's not everybody who has that. Hmm. I'm one interesting person. <laughs> oh Yeah. Definitely. I think everybody is so interesting in their own ways. Yeah. It's really neat to like connect it back because like sometimes when I think about it, I'm like, wow, it's literally the moment in time that my parents decided to conceive me. And when I decided it was the right time to come out of the womb, that kind of defines who I am as a person. Yeah. I mean, and I want to take back what I said when I'm like, I first entered the call, Jen, because I know we just met. I don't know everything about you because I don't know what kind of decisions you're making. I don't know what you've experienced. So like in astrology, especially like there's different branches, but evolutionary astrology, we consider the fact that like everything in astrology has a spectrum. So right. someone who presents with the same two birth charts could be radically different based on how they choose to like act. Mm. I, but with awareness comes choice. I wonder how I choose. Yeah. Hmm. Some of it is instinctual, but once you get aware about your patterns and your behavior, you can start to make conscious choices about how you're going to behave, which is why astrology okay. can be so powerful. Mm. Yeah. So can I clarify something? The rising sign is kind of mostly how you present. The sun sign is what you were actually born into. And then what's the moon sign? 
Um, so the sun is like, yeah, the core of your personality and like who you think you are, like what you need to feel like you're being yourself. Mm. And then the moon sign is like much more subjective. So I arguably think that the moon sign is like more important than everything else because it's built like everything filters through the moon. Mm. So the moon is like your inner world. It's like your emotions, your mood and how like you subjectively perceive your experience. Mm. So if you were going to have like a lens over like everything on your chart that's subjective, it would be the moon, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So what's Jen's moon? So it's Taurus. My son. Oh, right. So so you two actually have so much like we say like synastry in astrology, like compatibility. So you might present as like this outgoing person uh, that like requires a lot of stimulation, which you probably are, but there's part of you that also requires a lot of solitude and like grounding. Like you're also like probably a really grounded person that is like attuned to like your physical reality. So whether that's through like connection to your body and like your senses and movement and nature, food, anything that actually helps you ground in the here and now is like a really big emotional need. Interesting. We just talked about that, didn't we, Jen? Yes, yes. Now, wait, so I need to get this straight. My sun sign is Sagittarius. No. Sun sign is Gemini. Sun sign is Gemini. What's the Sagittarius again? Rising. Rising, okay. And then my, okay. Also, I think too, a characteristic of Taurus is very stubborn. And I'm also quite stubborn, but I'm stubborn, but I know when it's time to give up. Mm. (laughs) I know when it's like, I'm like, my heels are dug deep enough in the sand right now. Mm. I've got to start making some moves. Mm. Well, because you're also like really open-minded, right? So you're like, okay, I can consider other people's perspectives. Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, To lead the life I live, I need to be very Mm open-minded. Hmm. Beautiful. So it sounds like you were dealt the right star cards. Yeah. I think it's funny because when I first, when I was going to go to like considering post-secondary, I went to school, like I was going to school, like with the career path that I wanted to be a lawyer and that very much shifted. And I just don't even understand who I would have been as a person, as a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even really know how to identify where now my career path makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Like being able to like adapt mm-hmm. and be flexible and manage different pe- moving pieces and keep yourself oh. busy, stimulated. Oh yeah. Like every day I probably get pulled. Well, when I'm not on my vacation, <laughs> I get pulled in like 9,000 different directions. And it's like, it's fun for me to do that where I think some would be like, oh my gosh, this is so stressful. But I'm like, all right, bring it on the next one. Mm-hmm. You have like the mutable energy. So mutable energy is like flexible, adaptable, like, like movement, but you have that, like, thank goodness for the Taurus moon to ground you and like center you when you need to. <laughs> I definitely feel that. Yeah. Like, Hey Amanda, you know, like when I'm like get going on these like Lottie da tangents and I'm like, okay, we need to bring it back. Yeah. You have that ability. We're not solving all the world's problems today. <laughs> Only a few. <laughs> Only a few. Everything that you just said, Al, like as as you were saying it, I can just see every single aspect of that in Jen. That's so cool. Oh, I love yeah. that. Like I love when like sometimes we can have insight on ourselves that we share it like when our friends hear about it and they're like, oh, yeah, like I can like definitely feel that and mm-hmm. see that in you. And your mood is like 
your mood when you're like taking care of yourself or like an emotional need and a raining need that you have for your happiness is like have this sense of like calm centeredness connected to yourself like your physical needs and like also like you're pretty like you can be realistic like you're like you can be pretty pragmatic as well um so like I would say that's like a beautiful combination to like ground you in like earth energy with your Sagittarius and Gemini really interesting Mm -hmm. okay I have to pause here for a second because Alex tell us about how astrology even came into your life you're clearly so passionate about it but how did this start and how have you acquired this incredible knowledge yeah so you know I have my moon in Gemini so I can relate to like Gemini curiosity so I think I was on a healing journey like I was going through a really hard time in my life but I was like naturally really called to personal development and like yoga and the world of energy and so I just heard about astrology and it piqued my curiosity. Mm. And so I had connected with a local astrologer who's now my mentor. His name is Richard. And I got an astrology reading and it just blew my mind about how I could so clearly connect to who I was or like just put words to who I, to what I already knew essentially um, and like really validate. And I became obsessed Mm. with it. (laughs) And I just like studied my birth chart and I started reading books And I feel like it is something that I've learned. Like, this isn't the first time I've learned it is what it feels like. Mm. How long have you been doing it for? I started studying astrology deeply in 2015. So hasn't been that long. I mean, I was like the type I was reading like horoscopes and like romantic compatibility when I was like a teenager. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, I was totally into cosmopolitan horoscopes. Yeah, me too. I actually had one on like a vision board. Yeah. (laughs) And so like, it was, I was naturally really curious and like open to it, but I think it's like, just the, it's like a natural step on like the self discovery path. If you're open enough to it and the curiosity brings you um, to it, then that's what opened me up. Some people come to astrology because they're going through a really difficult transition or they're like, their path isn't clear. But for me, it was definitely because it was like just a natural step in like my personal development journey mm. that just like blew me away. Interesting. So, yeah. And I just feel like it's a language that comes very naturally to me. I mean, I study every day, but I, I love it. I enjoy it every day. Mm-hmm. I create with it every day. Mm-hmm. It's incredible when you find something that you are so deeply aligned with and connected with and passionate about that it's like you're stepping into your zone of genius as well. And then it never becomes something that fades because it is an obsession. It's a healthy obsession that just is grounding as well. So I love that you found this. I love that it has become a tool, not just for yourself, but to help others too, to to navigate really shitty times or just understand themselves more deeply or continue on their own healing journey. So I love this. I love this so freaking much. Thanks. I love it. I want to add, like, I think when you ever, anybody goes through this soul searching journey, like the more you know about yourself and like why you have this certain tendencies. And when you, once you understand why you are the way you are, it helps you to better like relate and understand like why you're drawn to certain people and how some people they're in your life. And you're just like, you don't maybe feel the same connection with, but yeah, like understanding who you are, I think is integral in order to understand other people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the business that I'm in, you know, even managing people, it's like, okay, why are you the way you are? 
And it's like, it's kind of random to be like, where were you born and what time? But I mean, if, if that was a little bit more... Um, Part of an interview process? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know, if, if I had my own company and I was hiring people, I probably would ask that because mm-hmm. you could find out a lot about them. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I can't necessarily ask that of people. You know, it kind of comes off a bit strange. Or like not as accepted. Too. Mm-hmm. But if you mm-hmm. had that information about people, like, especially, could you imagine like you were going dating and, you know, you could figure this out and be like, hmm, you could avoid a lot of red flags, I bet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you do want to make space for like humanness, right? Because it's like astrology can be super intellectual and you can go draw conclusions based on things that aren't actually valid if, unless you actually talk to the person, right? So when I met my partner, Phoenix, I purposely didn't, check his birth chart for at least two weeks until like into it mm-hmm. because I wanted to get to know him without the intellectual understanding of like his potential in his birth chart. And then I saw his birth chart and I was like, oh my goodness. Oh gosh. And if <laughs> yeah. you ever have the privilege, the the luck, the, all the things, the opportunity to see these two together, it is legitimate magic. Aww. We have very similar birth charts. It's mm-hmm. pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just like the point you were making, Jen, about like, when you understand yourself on a deeper level, you can also advocate for your needs and like set boundaries or create a life Mm -hmm. that is aligned with like your true nature rather than what the pressures of the external world. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a really like revolutionary tool as well to help people like reclaim themselves and reconnect to themselves. It's pretty cool. Cause like, you know, I, I sometimes envision, you know, like the career path I go down and I'm like, okay, well, like maybe I'll move to the city and like work at a high rise and, you know, wear a pencil skirt and whatnot to work. And I'm like, "Mm, no, hard. No, that's not like, (laughs) that's not who I am. And then when you just define like, you know, the traveler and like, kind of like here, there, and you know, yes, I can definitely ground myself. And I'm like, yeah, like I, I really like to kind of live unordinarily, if that makes sense. And like now, like, you know, further understanding, it's like, okay, well, there's a reason I'm like that. And like, I even think too, sometimes like I compare siblings because it's like, okay, we came from the Mm -hmm. same two people. And so where I'm the way I am, but my brother is so different to me. He is that like Mm -hmm. hustler where this, I don't know, this kind of like life that I've chose, we live extremely different lives, Mm -hmm. but we all Mm -hmm. like, both of us are from the same people. So it's just interesting where that comes from. Yeah. I actually like have like looked at all of my close family members charts and it's just like unbelievable the level of compassion and understanding that I can have for like our differences but also our commonalities because you can always see trends and like family ties between the charts um but yeah like even without like seeing other people family members charts just like understanding yourself and that there is like a language to describe who you are and like navigate your life helps you just have more compassion for other people for who they are Mm -hmm. totally Oh, this is so cool. I know. I'm so glad you called Alex. Yeah, me too. I'm glad this is such a juicy conversation. I could talk about astrology for hours. (laughs) I mean, we're on the open road. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I'm so excited about hearing a bit more about mine. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Dive into Amanda. Okay. So shall we start with your rising sign too, Amanda? Okay. Okay. So your rising sign. So again, like your Mm -hmm. your how you enter new situations, your persona is in Libra. 
Mm-hmm. So um, Libra is very friendly. So you exude like charm and like graceful and like beautiful, not only in like your appearance, but how you just like contain yourself to present yourself to the world. So there is a need also to like establish like commonality with people and like mm-hmm. meeting people and like that kind of uh, relatability and make and like seeing how you can get on the same level of someone else. That fits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I but you that. know what? Your ruling planet of the chart, so the ruling planet of your rising sign, rules your chart, which is in your the Venus sign is in Gemini. So, like you, we can take on like the energy of that Libra rising, but add on like Gemini talkativeness and mm-hmm. like quick witted and open minded mm-hmm. and um, that kind of like wanting fresh new experiences. So, I feel the Gemini energy in you so much. Like I said for multiple reasons because you're you've evolved in a way that's very Gemini and I can explain to you that's like a whole other like mic drop level Mm. but before we get to that (laughs) we could go to your sun sign shall we okay we'll come back to that (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna take a quick pit stop here for gas so take a big stretch jump around grab something to nourish yourself with and enjoy a quick break while we fill up Okay, so that's one level. We have one layer, which is your Libra rising. Okay. Right. But then your sun sign, which is like, again, like your ego, the core of your personality, how you feed your sense of self is in Taurus. So there's also a part of you that's like, okay, I need to like ground, I need to be resourceful, I need to be down to earth, calm, centered. And yeah, I mean, for you, it's also like in the eighth house, which is, which is a fairly private house right? We've talked about that before. So Mm. as much as you are really social, there is a part of you that also needs like that kind of retreat from the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel that big time. Yeah. You know, what is interesting is when people find out, especially people that have some sort of interest in astrology or an astrological background, when they find out that I'm a Taurus, they're like, wait, what? It's like, because they just don't see that. And of course, that's where the you present as your rising kind of thing that where they do see more of the Libra, but I remember, actually, this is kind of off topic, but so on topic, is how you know how there's positive and quote unquote negative traits of of different things, different emotions, different whatever, and it's all perception and it's all subjective as well, is I remember being kind of called out on my stubbornness, but having it always linked to being a Taurus as a kid. Mm. And I remember thinking that that was a bad thing. Mm. I remember just you know, I hated being called stubborn and things like that, but I've really learned to embrace that because overall, I think that I've been able to navigate into situations where I may be very stubborn uh, more differently, maybe because I had been called that. So I tried to almost grow out of it or see it from a different lens, I guess. But it's also, I just, I find it so interesting that some Torians, you can be like, oh shit. Yeah, that's a Taurus. Like there's no questions asked that that person is a Torian, but Anyway, yeah, I'm so fascinated by this stuff. Yeah. And you know what? The fixed energy of like the Taurus, right? Because every sign has like a modality, which gives it some sort of like flow of energy. So the fixed signs, like I'm a Scorpio sun. 
So I can like, I can resonate on like the stubbornness of like the fixed energy of Taurus. Mm -hmm. And that's important to be able to like stand for what we believe in. Mm -hmm. You know, if we were overly malleable, then we might not be able to actually like put our two feet on the ground and like be disciplined and like Mm. move forward for what really matters to us. So I think as like a Taurus, like, yeah, the stubbornness can maybe become like maladaptive at times, but it has a purpose and you were born with that connected to the core of your personality for a reason, in my opinion. I love that perspective so much. I think Mm. too, with stubbornness, you know what you believe and you, you stand behind what you believe where you're like, no, like I firmly believe that this I don't know, topic or whatnot is that this is right. And this is what sits with me the best Mm. where yes, it's stubborn, but also I think it's, you know, like you're confident in what you believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's the staying power. Hmm. Exactly. Interesting. Whereas Gemini is like a a mutable sign, which actually helps us open up to consider other people's perspectives. So it all has some sort of like purpose and roles, um, so mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think like that stubbornness, quote unquote, is something to be celebrated or at least like leveraged if it's specifically in your chart or if you're in need of that, mm-hmm. you can also recruit energies yeah. that aren't in your chart. I love that. You mentioned something with Amanda, the eighth house, and that's where she's like a little bit more private. I'm, I'm forgetting what um, that was in reference to, but I'm wondering where my house is. Yeah. So your son, I think is what you're referring to is in the seventh house, which is the house of relationships. Oh, (laughs) Oh. (laughs) and your Venus is there, which is also the sign of relationships and what you value in your Mercury. So you like your, a lot of your energy is like directed towards relationships, but it's not just romantic. It's also any like contact with another person has like a strong impact on your life. This is true. This is true. I was just thinking like, put it, I'm, I'm going to say like, I'm an open book, but I know when I need to have the book closed, for instance, but I'm wondering mm. where this like open bookness comes from. And I thought maybe the seventh house was, but that's interesting. Amanda, funny, the relationship. Mm-hmm. We just spent a while yeah. talking about this. Yeah, we did. Um, and you know what? The open book is definitely Gemini. Definitely. Okay. If there's going to be a sign that's going to be an open book, it's going to be Gemini. And like, I mean, there's some, I think um, Amanda and I were talking about this before. It's like, well, there's people that have like the sun in Gemini that aren't open books or aren't necessarily like good communicators, you know, those archetypes that you could like associate to that. But it's like, we can't just like associate or like automatically assume that because someone is sun in Gemini, they're going to be like that because we don't consider the rest of the chart. Mm -hmm. But based on what I can see in your chart, Jen, is that um, that Gemini energy in you is really strong. And because it's in the seventh house of relationship connected to other people, right. Where as a reigning need for Gemini's is to find your voice and to learn from other people and to share your story, seventh house, other people. right? Right. So it would make sense that being an open book comes naturally to you. Yeah. It's interesting. (laughs) I mean, like I'm on my, um, time off. Right. And like, I don't, I don't have a, a plan for this evening. And I'm like, okay, well, like I could go to the bar. Like I could go to a restaurant and sit at the bar and just talk to whoever's next to me. Yeah, like yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really bother me. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes I'm like, oh, people will be like, if this girl could just shut up or like, didn't, doesn't she like catch my vibe that I don't want to talk? Generally I can like, but you know, if I'll sit down to next somebody next on like a chairlift and be like, so how's your day going? And like, I'll base how the conversation is going to go from the response. If it's pretty like abrupt, I'll be like, okay, they don't want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I mean, I could sit and talk the ears off a donkey. Yeah, but you have that 
yeah, like, like Gemini. <laughs> Beautiful. That's why you. That's why you two created a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, it, what was it? One of the lines in the first podcast. I was like, I always had a voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She voice. used to play Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> I used to want to be Rosie O'Donnell. Talk to like a talk oh. show with her stuffed toys. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You're preparing. Oh, this all makes but you know sense. what? With your, yeah, with your Sagittarius rising, Jen is like you exude that kind of confidence too. Like Sagittarius mm-hmm. risings are are like uh, adventurous too. Like there, it's fire. So I don't know. I have Capricorn rising, which is an Earth sign and is more reserved. It's like pr- more professional and like cool, calm, collected. So it's it's a totally different approach to new situations than the one that you take with your rising in Sagittarius. And same with you, Amanda, with your rising in in Libra. Mm. So neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Amanda, I want to get back to your sun sign. Okay. So this is like the mic drop moment that you're going to be like, how, like what? And you'll have to tell me how it lands with you. So, you know, like how you were five, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, like is different than who you are now. Like we all evolve, right? So there's a specific technique that's called progressions in astrology, and it allows us to see your internal evolution. So catch this in your internal evolution, you have moon, Venus, Mercury, sun in Gemini. So whereas you may have been more Taurus before you are like definitely Gemini now. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm always like, even like hearing you on your podcast and like when we speak on the phone, I'm like, wow, like Gemini. Wow. But yeah. So everybody who's a Taurus will eventually become a Gemini sign. That's really cool. And like, even yes. so moon, sun, Mercury, and Venus are all in Gemini. And your sun sign wow, in so- Gemini and your progressions. So you're in, in your internal evolution. That feels beautiful. And yeah. I also like even linking back to what I was saying is that I feel like my younger self would have presented more as a Taurus, whereas now I just don't feel the connection with that side of Taurus. Whereas I feel like, yes, like if there's something and you're standing in, this is what I stand for and this is how it is kind of thing. Yes, good and bad. But the Gemini feels so much more aligned. That's so neat. Yeah. And I know a lot of, I know a lot of Taurus sons that who like go into the progressions as Geminis and then all of a sudden they're like super chatty. Mm. (laughs) Well, that is one thing that's never changed. (laughs) Actually, you know, what's so interesting is that I've actually, there's a time and a place for it for sure. But I think that I've actually become less chatty and more reserved overall, Mm. like on the outside, depending on the situation where that Mm -hmm. really stems back to that moment that I had back in Australia that I write about in She Moves Mountains about being told that I was too much and like really Mm. sinking back into the listening side of of conversation, right? And witnessing as opposed to, you know, being the star. So that's been, that's been a huge progression, I guess, too, just in my own personal life. Yeah. And you know what, like a shadow of Gemini is just talking, but not listening. Mm. Right. So it's kind of like, I feel that. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Same. I have moon in Gemini, so <laughs> I'm guilty of it too. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like being able to like actually like listen, like the active listening, which Amanda, like I know you do so well. Mm. Uh, I can like testify to that now. And then it's because it's like by listening, you can actually learn from people's experiences. Mm-hmm. And that learning piece is huge for Gemini. 
And that's back to the curiosity thing too, right? Totally. Wonder. Yeah. yeah. I love that. <gasps> so cool. Yeah. Okay. So we haven't talked about your moon sign yet. Okay. Are you down for that? Oh, yes. Okay. So your moon sign, again, is like more subjective. It's like your inner world, your emotions, what you need to feel fulfilled and happy. And so your mood or your moon sign is in Pisces. Lots of water. Pisces is a water. Yeah, Lots water sign. <laughs> yeah. So your your like mood is sensitive, mm-hmm. uh, empathetic, attuned to the energies of the world, attuned mm-hmm. to the moods of other people. And you have a need to like detach from the material world and like surrender to spirit. So like med- like meditative practices mm-hmm. or practices that allow you to like really um, flow into like your imagination, key for your well-being and your mm-hmm. happiness. That's incredible too. Hence the safe haven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That one really lands this time, like big time, because I remember yeah. having done a chart reading. This is a long time ago, well over a year ago now, I think, that we did the first one. And I just feel like this is landing in a completely different way this time. And I don't know why. Mm. I'm still like contemplating on my own chart. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, like yeah. this, this makes sense. Yeah. Sometimes it takes like it, it like this is like the it marinates right, mm-hmm. and so something that I wanted to mention to you because you're like oh my words for the year are surrender and expansion. Catch this, I just have to mention this for you for your transits this year. More mic drops, okay. <laughs> okay, so Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Hmm. It's also the planet of like faith, and it's like a natural like an opportunity and abundance and luck and like this natural vibe. But anything. Jupiter touches, expands, and grows. Jupiter is in Pisces. Ooh, and, yes! And Pisces is all about surrendering. Oh, Amanda, so it's going to be activating your moon along oh with gosh. other, like, it's... It's along with other things, which we could talk about for a long time, but I just want, when you said that, I was like, wow, the transits. (laughs) Well, you know, what is so interesting, Al, is that the trust and surrender had really only come up over the last, like Mm -hmm. really two weeks, really since uh, New Year's ish or, you know, for the first bit really of January, I had one of my girlfriends up and she came to visit one of my lifer friends, Emily. And as we were flipping cards, it just solidified a lot of what I have really had to surrender to recently that's been coming up in my own personal life. So it was one of those things where between that and the anchored course that I'm taking with Kylie McBeath, it was there is such a surrendering to the things that you can't control and just trusting the process, trusting Um. the evolution of it as it is. And that has been so, it's so hard to describe. I have never felt more energetically supported in my life. I've never felt more clear in my life than I am right now. And Mm. even though there is so much unknown, there are so many balls up in the air right now that I'm just waiting to see where they land. I have never trusted the process more than I do right now. Just, Mm. just, yeah. So that's like a Pisces gift. Mm. I love this. I like that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I am so freaking glad you called. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for being open to diving into this world with me. Yeah. Um, so it just goes to show that like, there's so much more than just the birth chart, right? We are evolving human beings 
that are faced with a lot of unknowns mm-hmm. and but every moment is also transitioning mm-hmm. and so it's like yeah I became obsessed with the birth chart and like understanding myself and then understanding people in my life and then people I was working with and then that there is actually like continuous movement of the celestial bodies that impacts our life experience our moods our energy our bodies and that we can actually learn to surrender and have compassion for ourselves mm-hmm. in all of that I know something I was meaning to ask you actually, Al, was um, remember what we talked a couple of weeks ago and I was telling you about how I had this feeling that I can't describe, but that March is going to be huge. And you're like, well, that's really interesting because April and you just went off about April. So can you tell me again so that Jen can hear it too about April? April's gigantic for so many reasons. Yeah. So uh, April is when there's going to be a conjunction. So conjunction is when there's like more than one planet that, or like when there's two planets or more that come together. So, you know, Jenna was saying your sun, Venus and Mercury are all together and at the same position in the sky. This is what's going to be happening for like a once in a lifetime kind of transit in Pisces. And so, uh, this is the Neptune, Jupiter, Venus conjunction. And so if you think like, Jupiter expands. Neptune is the energy of like unconditional love and a connection to a higher power. This like knowing of that we're like supported. And then Venus is the planet of love and like beauty and pleasure. So you could probably feel what that's like when all of those planets connect to each other. Mm-hmm. It's like super expansive. And so that's happening in April. And I can't remember the actual date. April 12th. April 12th. April 12th. Yeah. So there's a strong energy of like ethereal realms or like imagination and like spirits. And this is like like a rare thing that's happening. And Amanda, I think it's really significant for you because you have Pisces moon. Mm -hmm. And I think Jen, you have, well, you have your Mars in Pisces, so it'll affect you too. Okay. And both of your North nodes are in Pisces, which is like where your soul is going. It's your soul's evolution in this lifetime. So like, both of you Am will I be experiencing this. <laughs> well, your soul is learning to, that's like new territory for you. Oh. Um, so that's what's happening in April among like other things. But I think it's a really powerful time to connect to like unity consciousness. So a lot of us, like so much is out of our control. I mean, always, mm-hmm. but it, a lot of people, and I have felt this myself, this energy of like hopelessness or like the world is going to shit. But now it's like we have an opportunity to perhaps surrender and reimagine a new world mm-hmm. and like connect with each other from a place of love. That's cool. And I wanted to come back to the the Pisces thing when Jen was just asking if she was moving into Pisces because <laughs> the Pisces with the sensitivity and the empathy and I know that just even with the water and the tears, right, and crying. Jennifer, remember when you were talking about your inability to cry and now you can? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, um, I had to see a hypnotherapist and wow. I mean, like I could cry, but it wasn't like a release. Mm -hmm. And so like, even when my, my dad passed away and even when he passed away, like, of course it wasn't sudden, like we knew it was going to happen, but I kind of thought in my head, I was like, there's not an, like a release coming from this. Like, And I kind of thought to myself, I'm like, okay, like, when is this going to hit me? And I was like, oh, I'm going to start dealing with this now. And yeah, I went to a hypnotherapy session and within 48 hours, like I could think about my dad and cry. And I mean, we were a couple of months post passing 
at that point. I mean, now it's a bit different. It's a year and a half, but yeah, but now I, I can cry and it like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to say like, I love a good cry, but like I do. I do. Yeah. Like oh. I cry almost every day. Mm-hmm. I think it's beautiful. I wish, yeah. And I even, you know, like I can look at something and appreciate it and almost cry. Mm. Like the first time I went heli skiing and I was just like, oh my gosh, like it was such like an overwhelming like experience that I was like, I had tears in my eyes and I was like, hmm, this means to me that I'm really feeling this. Mm -hmm. I'm not just Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, this is cool. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Ooh, I felt this. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Like in this lifetime with your North node is like, that's like, it's kind of like it's new territory for you to be in the Pisces feeling realm, the surrender to what is beyond your control, the trust, the letting go. The North Node thing, I don't know what that means. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so much more that we could talk about. Mm-hmm. So there's a nodal axis, which are points on the, uh, but basically the moon has like an orbit, right? Mm-hmm. So on that orbit, there's directional points, which we call the South Node and the North Node. Okay. And these nodal points on the moon's axis are said to be points of karmic energy. So if you believe in reincarnation, we can look at yourself known to see what kind of karmic baggage or karmic even like gifts that you're bringing from past lifetimes and like what you're bringing into that. And then if it's connected to different parts of your chart, we can see like how that's actually impacting your behavior and your life experience and your personal life. And then the North North tell us like what you are like going towards to learn. So whereas like the South node is probably like your comfort zone is like what, you know, then the North node is like new area of like learning for the soul. What's going to be ultimately really fulfilling. Hmm. So we Hmm. always have the option to like bounce back and forth in those two territories. But ultimately if you're looking to grow and if you're looking for soul level fulfillment and soul lessons, it's to look to the North node. So both of your North nodes are in Pisces. Hmm. So think of like mysticism, feeling, compassion, that kind of energy. Mm -hmm. And then your South node is Virgo, which is more about discernment, details, precision, more like grounded in the physical reality. Hmm. So which is maybe more, yeah, because you're, it's, it, it is a generational thing. So the nodal axis, it, it functions on a 18 month cycle. So for people who were born in that 18 month timeline, they, you all have the same karmic axis. Whereas okay. like I was born in a different years, in different years. So I have different ones. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show that like for you, we're like this, this conjunction in Pisces, these three planets in Pisces that we're going to have is going to be actually like interacting with your North nodes, which is really beautiful. It is so cool. This makes me even more excited for this year, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it could be really ungrounding. I'm going to be honest. Like it's not necessarily all rainbows and butterflies, yeah. right? Which is really this, which is why it's so good to have astrology as a tool so that you can navigate it really well. Cause you might be like, some people might actually get really confused. Mm-hmm. Think about like detaching from the physical world and connecting to this, like all encompassing love energy, like unity consciousness, how triggering that could be for people mm-hmm. and how that's actually in the realm of addictions and like, compassion fatigue and like feeling really confused and not knowing how to navigate the material world. So Mm -hmm. I think like we can use this imagination and this expansion, but like remembering our like grounding practices. 
It's so incredible, though, even thinking about the balance that I will have with this anchored course with Kylie McBeath in order to really walk through this right into the spring. Yeah, I thought about that. Oh, yeah. So it's like to be held in that transition too, right? To if you are feeling ungrounded, there is such an anchoring, no pun intended, to that as well. Yeah. Or using things to like, what about like channels for our emotions and Mm -hmm. our feelings? Like art, music, dance, anything that allows to channel like our imagination can be like really healing. Mm. So like even like the realms of film and that kind of like light up our like childlike imagination can, I think, be like a really nice balm for the heart, the soul Mm. in like these really difficult times that we're facing. Mm -hmm. So incredible. Um, I I find it interesting that the sign for which that I'm becoming is Pisces because it's very interesting. I read a book. Um, it's the four agreements and basically in life, there's things that I can control and there's things I can't control. And it was very, very hard for me to let go of the things I can't control because I wanted to control them. But now I've kind of surrendered to the fact of I cannot control certain things and I'm therefore not putting any more energy into that. Like I have to trust that the things I can't control will work out. Mm. Or if they don't, I trust like my resourcefulness and my skills and abilities to make it so it might not be chaotic. Mm. But it's interesting that you say that because for a long, long time, I struggled with having to control everything. And I guess like from being a wedding planner, I would have to control timelines, like controlling other people such as vendors to do like to trust that they would be there. And it's like, and then especially in my new job, you know, like weather extremely can affect whether our helicopter takes Mm -hmm. off or not. And it's like, well, if the helicopter doesn't take off, like I can't control that. Like I can't, like I can't control the weather and we just have to shift to plan B. Mm. So I find that interesting because it, yeah, it, yeah. once I'd read that book, I was like, you know what? You're right. I can't, I can't control what my mother's going to call me and go on about. Like, so I just got to mm. listen to her. Mm. That is a surrender. Really? All of that is. Yeah. 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 You but know? it's like be beneath the control. Like what is, it's like the, the fear of not being safe or the fear of like, like feeling pain or like discomfort. Right. Mm. And just to like, think about like the, on the broader scale of like suffering, what helps us get through suffering? I mean, to help me get through stuff, I just realized like that there's been so many things in my adventurous life that I've gotten through. So I just remember like mm-hmm. when I'm in a time of pain and suffering, it's like, you have been here before and you've recovered. Mm-hmm. And so since yeah, I've the been there before, I'm like, it gets easier over time. Mm. so uh, yeah and you know I also wanted to point out like something you said that you trust in your resourcefulness because that resourcefulness is like such a tourist moon thing because you have an emotional need to be stable and like yeah. have like be centered and you know what you're like um north node in Pisces so like what you're becoming or like your soul is like learning to be is in harmonious sextile aspect which is like exciting to your tourist moon so your Taurus moon is like very um, supportive of this process of Pisces that you're learning. Do you know what's funny? My dad was a Pisces. Mm. Mm. My parents are both mm. Pisces, actually. Really? Mm. Oh, I love this stuff. And actually, my entire life, my dad, every single weekend, I think it's a Saturday, the star comes out. He always sends the horoscopes in our group chat. And even before then, obviously, before we had group chats, we were physically at the house, obviously, too. So he'd be like, gather around, everyone. And he'd want to read our horoscopes. 
Oh, I love, love that. It. Yeah. Oh. So every weekend in our group chat, he sends us a picture of each of our horoscopes. Oh, I love oh, that. Pisces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, uh, I love that so much. That's mm-hmm. so beautiful. And what a beautiful way to connect, not only yeah. to yourselves, but to like the a higher meaning of ex- existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. This has been incredible. I'm so, so happy that this all worked out and that you two can officially meet. Mm-hmm. It's been amazing. Thank you so much, Alex. You're welcome. I want to dive mean, like, more into it to... at a later date. I, yeah, can they have, know. Can they do it over Zoom? Yeah, that's what I do. That's how I do all my readings. Oh, cool. Yeah, like how do people book with you? How do they find you? Most people find me on social media, mm-hmm. uh, but I would say it's mostly word of mouth. So I have like a beautiful network of friends or like people who work with me who have great things to say about their experience working with me. So word of mouth is huge. Uh, But I would say that people find me, like connect with me on socials. So especially like Instagram, my blog, uh, Facebook, email, and then uh, everything is booked virtually via my website. Mm -hmm. What's your website again? Wild Astrology by Alex? Yeah.com. Okay. And I will obviously link that in all of the show notes because this has been incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And actually, I want to say too that like recently I changed my pricing system to a sliding scale to make my services more accessible. So that's something that feels really good in my body and like really spacious. Mm. Um, Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. You're welcome. That's a gift um, and something that I've been thinking about for a while. So yeah, I'm happy to offer that. This is currently my primary job, but things for me are going to be shifting in April to be continued. I will let you know. So I'm going through some huge shift in my own astrological transits and AKA my life as of April too. So maybe that can be a conversation Mm. for another road trip conversation. Heck yeah. So I'm going to be uh, watching the sunset and the moonrise. So let's chat soon. Mm. Okay. Sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Alex. Welcome. I'm so glad yes. you called. And I, you know, MacGyvered this Bluetooth speaker and this is great. Now we're set up for next time. So perfect. Yeah. We can accept calls now, Amanda, <laughs> to the van. Which is amazing. I know. I'm already like, who else can call in? This is great. <laughs> yeah. All um, right. Enjoy the rest of your, uh, your road trip. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your day. Bye. 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 That was unreal. Okay. That was so good. I'm blown away that that timing just happened. Yeah. yeah. How are you feeling? I need a coffee. Yeah. It's a lot to take in, but that was like the kind of stuff that you want to take in more than ever. Yeah. And I'm kind of like on this schedule of afternoon coffees these days. Oh, (laughs) you're away from your hotel room. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do that then. Let's Let's go get a coffee. Okay. And, uh, I'm fine with the drive-through. Oh, okay, me too. And then we'll just go and find a scenic spot. Yeah, I just need to like maybe run around the car five times and do some jumping jacks, but I'll be fine. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, friends. We have made it. We hope you loved that call, that drive. That was incredible. We're so happy you were here. Definitely make sure you take a huge stretch and nourish yourselves today. I know you had a nice trip today, and I hope that you will go follow us on your podcast app and jump back in next week. Tell your friends, they'll fit in the van or they can call us. We'll gas up, grab snacks and continue down the open road next week. Cheers.